Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday morning out there. It's Dave Neal. This is a Power Morning Rush Hour podcast, January 9th, 2024. Got all of your entertainment news in one place, and we have a lot to get into this morning. Uh, We'll have content all day long on YouTube, be live on Patreon, the private membership-only community, and then another afternoon rush hour. You know, for uh, January, there normally isn't too much content. It's normally barrel-scraping season, but I've got multiple battles bachelor stories for you. And I've also got multiple uh, entertainment news stories, a Taylor Swift story. I've actually got one out of nine stories today are political. I promise you this, we're going to do a one political story a day. Now, maybe not, maybe if it fits the bill, we'll get into it. Uh, But first, I've got a Clayton Eckerd update, and I'm going to save a second Clayton Eckerd update for the end of this podcast. The first one is that I can announce this now because it's been revealed by that umbrella guy that I'll be joining him Thursday for his afternoon live stream. That umbrella guy uh, is a, a, I mean, I would say almost famous in the law world. He's got nearly 400,000 YouTube subscribers and he got his notoriety from covering the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation case from last year. Not only that, he, he ruffled so many feathers that there was actually a petition started for him uh, to protect him. Uh, This is what the petition said. There has been a coordinated effort to both harass and remove that umbrella guy from YouTube, as well as anonymous calls to both the police and CPS trying to get him swatted and have his kids taken away. I mean, guys, this is heavy stuff. It's wild what can be done out there. I know um, there have been Bachelor fans in the past. I use fan lightly. They're lunatics who have gotten CPS called on Becca Martinez. It's absolutely crazy what people can do out there if they have differencing of opinions. But it looks like most of our audience, if not all, has the same opinion, which is Clayton Eckerd, uh, uh, in my opinion, and you can share it, was the victim of a paternity scandal, a hoax. Well, I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast, a psych evaluator whose video is making the rounds on the interwebs uh, in what they think is going on with Clayton's accuser. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. You're going to want to stick around for that. But I look forward to my interview with the Umbrella Guy. I got to tell you this. I mean, it's a busy week for me. I officially leave on Saturday for my cross-country move. That's right. I'm moving to a different state. Bought my first home. And, you know, a lot of life changes. Wife's pregnant. She can't really lift much. I'm trying to protect her as much as possible. I have to apologize for yesterday. What a day. I wake up to move my car to the other side of the street and my wife's car won't turn on, you know, she had Prius problems, right? So she had to, we had to go take care of her car. My car had a flat tire. It was just a wild, wild day. I'm expecting today to go a lot smoother, but three days in a row, I've got East Coast morning interviews, which means I'll be up at 5 a.m. every day uh, to get this content done. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my family and um, I will not stop at anything to make Make sure I'm giving you the podcast you tune in for. Uh, we just found out we have audience listening in Cork County, Ireland. So give it up to our Cork County, Ireland audience. Oh, and it looks like we also have some other updates coming in. Uh, very wild stuff. I've got messages from my lawyers. And um, wow, 
I, wow. Okay, I'm not prepared to share with you the text message I just received. That's going to be for later. Just know there is movement happening. I'm, I'm getting this message right now. There is movement happening between my lawyer and appears to be Jane Doe's lawyer. Very fascinating stuff over there. Well, let's go to some Golden Globes news. And by the way, I will share with you what I can on Patreon. I can't promise I'll share you this yet, but Patreon always eats first. They're the private membership only community. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. By the way, you think I'm making this up. I literally just got an alert. I was expecting an alert yesterday from my lawyer because they've uh, Jane Doe's lawyer kept on pushing back this harassment lawsuit. But wow, Am I, I'm a little befuddled, to be quite honest with you. Well, let's jump to Golden Globes news. Viewership is up 50% after jump to CBS. Does that mean more people are watching it, or does that mean more people watch CBS? This year's Golden Globe ceremony had way more eyes on it compared to years past. This despite a negative reaction to parts of the ceremony and changing TV networks. Sunday's televised event, which aired on CBS for the first time, was hit with some mixed reviews, but the program had 9.4 million total viewers, according to Nielsen Ratings, which is up 50% from 2023's event. Last year's show, hosted by Gerard Carmichael on NBC, only reached 6 million viewers. Well, that's interesting stuff, but... What we love the most about uh, award shows is the the speech, right? We always love a good speech. Here's Paul Giamatti. He won a, an award, and not only that, he celebrated at In-N-Out, which is Southern California's finest fast food restaurant. Have a listen to what he had to say. Oh, my gosh. So many stairs. Too many stairs. My knees are shot, I'm telling you. Up and down all night, standing up and sitting down all night. My knees. I'm never going to be in John Wick 5 at this rate. Surely this is the first time this award has been given uh, to an actor who has played a man who smells like fish. Thank you, Golden Gloves. And thank you to Alexander Payne, Alexander the Great, who, for some mysterious reason, continues to have enormous faith in me, and why? I don't know why. Uh, and Devine, Joy Randolph, Dominic Sessa, I love you very much. David Hemmingson, Focus Features, the entire cast and crew in Boston, Beantown, fantastic people, one and all. Uh, I want to say I love my beautiful girlfriend, Clara Wong. Why you bother with me, I don't know why. Uh, and I guess I want to give a shout out to my son Samuel, who recently graduated from college. Thank you. And it's a movie about a teacher. I play a teacher in it. My whole family, they're teachers. All of them, going back generations. Teachers are good people. Gotta respect them. They do a good thing. It's a tough job, so. This is for teachers as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There it is. The award for teachers out there, of course. Uh, you know, we are big supporters of teachers over here. We like to do our teachers' wish lists, of course. The hardworking teachers, underpaid, overworked. Uh, so good to see Paul Giamatti in his acceptance speech there, giving teachers the love they deserve. Well, we've got a wild a story. I'm going I'm to get into, uh, in a second, the Blake Horseman baby shower. I know, you've been waiting all day for the Blake Horseman baby shower but first we have a missing diamond and i'll get to that story right after the break 
All you, you guys know this. Whenever we have a missing story, we like to play the music here. So are you guys ready for this? Let me know if anyone's near the Beverly Hilton because Kelty Knight's got a missing four carat diamond and she says it's probably stuck to the bottom of someone's shoe at Golden Globes. She says, I'm very sad, but also grounded that stuff is just stuff. The e-host tells people, but if you find my diamond, please return it. And she actually posts the photo of the giant rock or at least the spot where the rock was supposed to go on the ring. I mean, look, you don't get a four carat diamond ring without insuring it first, right? Anyway, she says, this was a new ring I got for my 10 year anniversary. Not my engagement ring, thank God. I wore it every day because it was a sleeker design than my original ring. I actually slept in it the night before because I'm so forgetful. I was worried I would forget my rings for the globes. I never sleep in rings. And then she said, I've done some digging and based on my iPhone videos, it was lost between the e-red carpet position and the photo area on the golden carpet, which were honestly right beside each other. I had it on my hand when I was making a selfie video when I walked down to our spot, and by the time they took my photos... It was gone. All right, the diamond update. Here's her big update. I found a video of me with the diamond down at the E! News platform. So uh, we know where it was. Now, my hope is if somebody does find it, that that it's like, you know, the caterer that was paid 80 bucks and maybe they can go in there and uh, make a cool 60K. But chances are, if you lose your four carat diamond ring, the place you'll find it is like the best place to lose it is when you're with other millionaires because they're probably not gonna, you know, need to pawn it in somewhere. Anyway, the Lady Gang podcast host first wed the Rock Nation GM in 2013. They celebrated their six-year wedding anniversary with an intimate vow renewal in, in Africa. Knight, who was reported reporting live from the red carpet at the award show, saw her evening take a turn for the worst when she realized her diamond ring was missing one of its stones. Not one of its stones, the main stone. She posted to IG to ask for help finding it. Here's what she said on Instagram. Let's have a listen. Everyone, Golden Globe emergency. If you're a celebrity and you see a four carat diamond on the red carpet, please return it to Kelty Knight at E because it's gone and um, it's real. All right. Well, it was real. Now it's really expensive and missing. All right. In other news that's real, the pregnancy that is between Blake Horseman and uh, Love is Blind alum Giannina Gabelli. Look, I hear Blake's actually going to be in Nashville next month. What do you say we try to get him on an episode of Driving with Dave? They've got exclusive photos. This looks like it'll be uh, a video I make later today on the YouTube channel. If you want to look at these stunning photos app, there's something about a pregnant woman in all of her beauty there, right? And of course, Blake smiling ear to ear as he and his, uh, are they, they're they not married, right? I think they're engaged. Anyway, Gabelli toasted her pregnancy on Saturday, January 6th in Denver, Colorado. The pregnant reality star joined by her boyfriend, Blake Horseman, for an afternoon filled with joy, laughter, and anticipation. All right, so it's one of those cheesy articles that has all the product placement. These actually... I want to let you in on a secret. These articles that do all the product placement, look, I don't blame them. Do it. Get your bag. You know what I mean? Milk this, uh, you know, for every ounce of lactation you can. Get that money. Diapers are expensive. Um, but these become the best videos of mine because there's just something fun about picking apart all of the product sponsors. I mean, you know, you know, it's fun when it's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's the baby shower brought to you by. And it's like, you know, so-and-so's nipple chapstick or whatever, you know, it's like, okay, I guess we need nip. Listen, let me tell you this. I didn't realize till people started sending my wife and I pregnancy gifts that your nipples got so chapped. I guess 
chapped nipples is a thing. Why, oh, why do not I have a chapped nipple sponsorship is beyond me. You would think a nipple, a chapped, a, 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 a moisturizer company or a lotion company would reach out to me right now. Can we get some product placement, please? Either way, um, I don't, I don't have a, uh, a baby shower registry or any of that because I'm moving this week. But um, no, look, people are begging for this. People want to contribute to the family, which is just so, um, it's so adorable. Now, as you guys know, last week, you may not remember this, but last week on one of the episodes, we had a, a someone in our community whose little sister is having a baby. The father is nowhere in sight. Her little sister's 24 years young. And we said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna join power and platform the baby uh, registry for this uh, this person. They had 80 items on the registry. And you guys know how it is. You put 80 items on. Maybe maybe seven people buy a few things or whatever. We we uh, we bought her 50 things. That's five zero. 50 things for a 24-year-old. Again, doesn't have the support system of a husband or high earning, you know what I mean? Just just looking to get, you know, essentials, as it were. And these weren't just 50 random items like a $3 teddy bear. One of you, that's right, one of you, bought her a baby crib. Gosh darn it, guys. Why are you going to make me cry this early in the morning? Why are you going to make me feel so proud, so proud to be a part of this wonderful community? Yeah, sure, we're on here making fun of stupid things. Oh, I bet you want to hear about Taylor Swift's Eras Tour becoming the highest grossing concert film of all time, surpassing Michael Jackson. Sure, sure, but also... We want to bring humanity back to the conversation. They always say, if it bleeds, it leads. And it's like, I get it. I understand a little bleeding, a little leading. But how about if it's heartwarming, it's part of the daily content? How about that? So either way, um, the the lady who helped coordinate this baby gift registry that you guys helped with all of your donations. She hasn't told her sister yet, the pregnant, the pregnant sister. She hasn't told her yet. Uh, apparently she's going to set up the crib and put all of the gifts in the crib and take a video of it. Let me tell you this. You're all part of that video. Even those that didn't donate, you're part of that video because by listening to this channel, by supporting this channel and rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends, you're helping a podcast grow that is going to continue to do fun, good things like that for others. So from the depths of my heart, I thank you all so, so much. Well, we had this story the other day. New York Times facing backlash for an essay speculating on Taylor Swift's sexuality. A 5,000-word opinion piece has been branded as inappropriate and invasive for suggesting the singer was sending coded queer messages in her music. The coded queer... Coded? Were the messages in Shake It Off coded? Were they queer? New York Times is under fire for publishing a piece speculating on Taylor Swift's sexuality. Uh, the piece has drawn backlash from Times readers as well as associates of Swift. One such member of Swift's team speaking to the outlet on the conditions of anonymity attributed the decision to pub- publish the op-ed to sexism and ethical lapses. Because of her massive success, in this moment, there's a tailor-shaped hole in people's ethics. This article wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Shawn Mendes or any male artist whose sexuality has been questioned by fans. There seems to be no boundary some journalists won't cross when writing about Taylor, regardless of how invasive, untrue, 
true and inappropriate it is, all under the protective veil of an opinion piece. This was the least defensible defensible op-ed I can remember ever seeing the New York Times run, made all the worse by the fact it was written by a staffer who specializes in these speculations, says Chris Wellman, the chief music critic at Variety. In 2022, Marx wrote a guest op-ed essay for the Times speculating on Harry Styles' sexuality as well. Okay, I guess that being the same person. So, uh, okay, look, I mean... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't read too much about op-eds written about singers, but uh, you know, someone's sexuality—if they're not out or open or sharing that—that's up for them to to talk about, and that's up for them to interpret and and be as they want it to be. Uh, you know, what's interesting here, and it's it's kind of just a think piece. This is the world we live in. This is, I mean, the reason why. And again, I I have to do this to an extent with my channel. The reason why people talk about Taylor Swift is because she's searchable and that's the way the internet works. I'm not saying it's right, but people go like, oh, Dave, why do you make uh, YouTube videos uh, commenting on Nick Vial's videos? Well, because he's one of the biggest in Bachelor Nation. I'm not out here making videos about, uh, you know, Mike Johnson's podcast because no one was listening to it. No offense, Mike Johnson. We love your voice, Uh, but it wasn't really moving the needle there. Some people like that's why there's so many articles about Joe Rogan. I mean, he's just a comedian, right? But he's so big that people feel, you know, that's kind of, you know, it's it's in the vein of accountability, but at the same time, it's really everybody out for themselves trying to grab a slice of that pie. Well, I've got a couple more stories to get to. The most interesting being the psych evaluator's opinion on the Clayton Eckerd scandal. I'll have that and more for you right after this break. I didn't cover this story the other day, but Tyreek Hill, the uh, NFL football player, had his house caught on fire. It was a pretty massive mansion caught on fire, $2.3 million in damage. Uh, When asked about what caused the fire, it turns out it was a couple kids playing, playing with a lighter that they thought was a toy, accidentally lit it on fire. And here's the 911 audio. Real scary stuff. Okay, what's the address of the emergency? Southwest Lansing. Is this an apartment or a house? House. Can you help us? A fire's in the house. Okay. I have a call in for the fire department. Stay on the line with me. What's What's your name and phone number? All right, so then Tyreek Hill wasn't there, but he had to leave Dolphins practice early. Can you imagine how scary that would be? And let me tell you something. I'm sure they have insurance, but those kids might be in timeout after that story. In Bachelor news, uh, there's been a rebranding of the Dean and Kalen podcast. You know, remember Dean and Jared had a podcast? It looks like Kalen's joining it. Dean Ungler and Kalen Miller-Keys have changed their last name to Bell. Kalen Bell and Dean Bell. And of course, Jared, uh, now they have a podcast called Suckers, uh, the debut episode of Suckers. They share what they're suckers for and why the new format will uncover some deep, dark secrets you've never heard before. Once I have a chance to listen to this episode i'll let you know what i think we'll have to see if it's any good you know if the audio sucks you know i'll be the one to talk about it your audio sucks and that's all that matters here is finding out if your audio sucks and whether it doesn't suck sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but i'll be the first i'm an audio snob i'll be the first to let you guys know well i've got two uh, two clips left i'm going to share with you the first is a psych evaluator in their opinion on the jane doe v clayton eckard fake 
pregnancy scandal. Uh, their name's Lauren, and help me out with this last name, Nidai, I believe. And by the way, I absolutely, speaking of voices, this is the most soothing and calm voice you're ever going to hear. I might listen to this voice as I go to bed tonight, and I mean that with all due respect. A fabulous audio here. Here is a psych evaluator explaining their thoughts on Jane Doe. Have a listen. She's a criminal. And before I talk anymore, I want to say this is solely my opinion. I have no involvement with the people in this case. Um, I have no insight into anyone's formal medical record or anything like that. Um, I am a psychiatric evaluator. I work in a hospital uh, ER. And my job is to determine, like, who gets committed, basically, or who can be treated at a higher level of, or lower level of care. Um, that means if somebody comes in and they're making statements that don't really seem in touch with reality, I have to determine, does this person really believe this? Or are they at full capacity? They know what they're doing. Um, in this case, we have a woman who accused a former bachelor lead, Clayton Eggard, of fathering her twins and then made it look like he was possibly going to hurt her or threatening her in some way. Um, and a lot of people believed it at first. But as we got more into it, the uh, accuser seemed to have some holes in her story, um, which is now just like one gaping black hole and she's trying to avoid deposition. Um, and it seems like a lot of people think she's insane, but she's not insane for what she's doing. She's mentally ill, in my opinion. Again, my opinion, not concrete medical fact. Uh, I'm not her, you know, provider. I have no connection to her whatsoever. So, in my opinion, yes, she's mentally ill, but she is not insane. Um, if she were insane, I feel like that would kind of... Um, give some lack of personal responsibility in this case like oh she's really sick she had no idea like that what she was doing so she's not insane because she knows what she's doing she's done it to three unsuspecting victims um and solely for the purpose of intimidating them into dating her which never worked um she's used a legal system to kind of bully people into talking to her or trying to and it's not okay. The way she's so calculated, the way she seems to strategize on how to make herself look pregnant or make it look like she's not pregnant at the exact right times, um, the way she kind of strategically put out that Medium article recently with her name attached to it um, suggests that she's not delusional. She's not insane. She's a criminal. Wow. Wow. How concise, uh, articulate, and just well-spoken uh, Laura Nidai is here in describing what's going on. And, you know, audiences, you know, audiences just, you know, we, we use a lot of terms we don't know much about. This person's a sociopath. They got bipolar. They're this, they're that. We don't know. We're not psychologists. But here, a psych evaluator whose job it is to decide is this person has a psychological issue or not says, nope. That's not what it is. Uh, so, of course, uh, we've all got struggles that we're going through. It just so happens that Jane Doe struggles 
are affecting a lot of people. Uh, Jane Doe has filed uh, or has written a cease and desist order against the people of Justice for Clayton, the subreddit. It's wild stuff. Uh, Jane Doe accuses them of harassment and psychological torture. It's very wild. She says their federal and state uh, organizations are looking into it. I'm going to make a video about this uh, in its entirety here on the YouTube channel today. You know, it's just important we keep covering all of this. Uh, as we say ad nauseum, uh, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. And Lauren Nidai right here is shining the light on some dark places. Like, which is basically like anybody can write a cease and desist, even if you're not a lawyer. So it's just her complaining is basically what it is. So I think people need to stop being afraid of her. And I think we need to acknowledge that she's not insane. She's just an asshole. That's all I really have to say about it right now. Wow. Wow. Uh, how's that for a merch shirt? She's not insane. She's just an asshole. Well, folks, we are completely out of time. Wouldn't that be a fun country music song? I'll be back later with more content this afternoon on the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. I got some videos coming to you during the day. And also, I'll be live on Patreon at 10 a.m. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'm not insane. I'm just an asshole. And we'll be back later. Have a good day, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.